In a town steeped in secrets and a legacy of blood, one man rules the underworld, the places where others fear to tread. He deals in retribution and sacrifice upon a throne carved from blood and steel until a real life angel stumbles upon his lair. He doesn't want redemption, just her body and her soul. She's such a good girl. Now she's gonna be a very good fucking girl for me. I am Angel Cruz. I own the underworld of this town. I will own easy love too. She is mine to claim, mine to conquer, mine to corrupt. Praying won't help you, little girl, but I will let you kneel for me. I don't want your salvation. I won't give you any mercy. Soft smiles won't soothe this savage, nor will gentle touches or your eager moans. You see, I've already fallen from heaven, and I can't trust it, even if I find it in your arms. There's no goodness in this place steeped in blood and betrayal. Just because you are too good to be true won't make me love you. You never should have come here to this dark, twisted place I reside. But it's too late now because no matter how much you beg, I can't let you go. Content slash trigger warning. Manhandling, groping, graphic violence, public sex, exhibitionism, V-kink, breeding kink, imitation of a female character, female main character, excuse me, by male main character, stalking, OTT, yelling, profanity, hunting of female main character by male main character, voluntarily leaving, uh, pushing sexual boundaries, light, dub con, trafficking of humans, religious dogma, talk of sexual assault, coercion, forced marriage, edging, rough penetrative sex, rough oral sex, ragdolling, killing blood, and gore. There is also use of the word fat as pertaining to our lead, our female main character, but it's used in a good way, so no one is triggered. If we can remember where we left off in the first part of this series, we have our chef, because I forgot their name, Jesus, but we have our chef sitting on her husband's lap, and, you know, he mentions, like, you know, where's your cousin? Um, You know, Angel's looking for his girl, and she just says, you know, I had to help her escape. So then this leads us into part two of Ezekiel Jane, a.k.a. Easy, and Angel Cruz's story. So like I said, um, her name is Ezekiel, Ezekiel excuse me, Jane. Um, she's our female main character. And, you know, she's very churchy. She grew up in church. Um, and... What happens? She gets hurt in some capacity and she stumbles into a motorcycle club's bar. 
and right off the bat it looks like at first she could possibly be looking for somebody because there's like um it's common in the club where a woman who looks like she does not belong there comes in there looking for somebody and it's like it's usually one of the um guys or members i should say who you know had sex with her and went on about his way so now she's looking for him um so when that doesn't seem to be the case because her clothes i think her clothes are torn and she has some scrapes like on her hands and she's just looking for help but we have it's like a um what is it intertwined of club under new rulership and then still combined with the old club who used to run it who has old disgusting ways and some of the old members you know stand up and it's like you know how this goes anybody want to claim her or she belongs to the club and it's just like wait what 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 is happening we just got started back the fuck up and so we have angel who is already occupied with two women who are cousins who don't mind sharing which is disgusting because you're having sex with your cousin um anyway you know he's just watching the scene like oh she's beautiful but she's not really my type because you know she's short he doesn't call her fat but you know she's thicker and the opposite of what he likes he likes some tall skinny leggy almost like a quote-unquote was supposed to be the model type because anybody can model um and when he sees what's about to happen and i believe they start speaking in spanish thinking she can't understand but by the horrific look on her face she understands exactly what's going on and is almost trying to like leave but they won't let her so he moves the two women out of the way and says claim and so with that being said although he claimed her that doesn't just stop the situation that means he now has to have sex with her in front of the whole club or she belongs to the club and they all get to have sex with her which but this is how the town is ran and this is how it goes because i'm just like how is it anybody stumbles into y'all bar and y'all just automatically rope people into this it's just like she she don't get a say so she don't get a choice nothing like that so we have the women of the club a couple of the women who like whisk her into the back help get her cleaned up um she has to get a tattoo of his name either on her stomach or on her thigh she chooses her thigh and you know they get her a robe where she's naked underneath because it's like regardless if you like this or not this is gonna happen and um easy she's a virgin so it's like first of all it's fucked up that this is happening but the fact that this has to happen while you're a virgin it's just like oh my god and i'm not gonna lie i was i was uncomfortable but i kept reading so i don't know what that says about me Maybe I'm fucked up. Well, there's no maybe about it. I am fucked up. But I kept reading because I'm just like, I'm about to read about a rape. Because no matter 
and I'm just going to be honest, no matter how sexy she tried to make it seem, at the end of the day, it's, it's rape. Because if she wanted to leave out that door, there's no way that she could. So even if she quote unquote chooses and made herself agreeable to the situation, it's still rape. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, so continuing on, you know, they have sex. He, like I said, quote unquote, makes it enjoyable for her. You know, her body responds. I don't know. Um, and so she's thinking, oh, then after that, they have to officiate the relationship, which means they actually have to get married. So a woman comes in with marriage license, so they had to sign that, and then another tattoo. So where she just got his name tattooed on her thigh, she now has to get, um, she got his like club name because he's like the president. So it's like the angel of death. That's on her thigh. So now she has to get angel on her ring finger and he gets uh, Ezekiel Jane on his finger. And that makes it official. So now they're married. So I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, what am I reading? And so, you know, Easy, she thought it was just like, okay, we had sex in front of these people. You claimed me. I got this tattoo and she's thinking like, okay, I did that. She did what she had to do to survive and then she's going to leave. And he's like, what do you think we go through all this for? You got not only one, but two tattoos and now we're married. Like you don't just get to go home. You are not my wife. Um, Or it's like, you can go home, but you better come back though. Like you have to come back and show your face and participate as being my wife. So we get a little bit into, oh, damn. I think I forgot at the beginning, we got a little backstory on Angel. Angel, um, his parents, like they were running from the cartel and they had, oh, it was so heartbreaking. They had almost got away scot-free, um, but, like when they were filtering out families and like separating them, the guy was like, you know, who's a nurse? Who's a doctor? Who can work this position? Whatever, whatever. And Angel is only eight years old and he's peeping what's going on. And he tried to warn his dad to not reveal the fact that he's a doctor, but his dad already did. And the guy was like, oh, the cartel's looking for you. And they have like a bounty on your head. And he chops Angel's dad head off and tells his crew, you know, send that to the the head of the cartel, of a certain cartel. And, you know, he takes Angel's mom and is like, you know, you're going to be looking after, I want to say it was his wife or his his son's mother. And that was his life for a long time. Like his father got killed in front of him. His mother was taken. So now he's the head of this motorcycle club. And he also is like, he has legitimate businesses as well. Like he serves to the whole county. And, you know, everybody 
he's feared. He's uh, revered. You know what I mean? Um, so he's very important. So back into this story, because it's not a love story. This story is fucking crazy. Um, and I'm starting to notice that. I I still might read the third part. I'm sorry. That, that just said something about me. Because I'm like, even going back to part one with the chef and um, our Asian man, it wasn't a consensual relationship. It's like, either you do this or I'm sending your brother to jail. So now it's like, either you do this or you're going to be gang raped and killed and thrown into the river. Which do you choose? And it's like, uh, self-preservation, motherfucker, what you think I'm choosing? Um, so anyway, <laughs> where was that? So after they get married, he lets her go home. But basically, like, uh, Craig told, what was that nigga's name? Smokey, Lord have mercy. Hey, come back. She doesn't come back. So he has to come to her house. And she works in the library. And, you know, he shows up there and it's like, didn't I tell your ass that you had to come back? Because if any, if them old motherfuckers from the group see her out and feel like trying her because they want to try him. Because, you know, even though people are in a club together, you got, they jealous, going to try to take your spot at any moment. And it's a particular guy by the name of Rudy who hates the new way and basically just wants what is that uh y'all don't give me the line but i feel like whoever listens to this y'all know who i'm talking about that one particular motorcycle club who just they were outlaws just caused havoc that's what rudy want to do but with angel being a president and the head of the club that's not what they do they're actually about something they actually do something they have jobs you know like they help the community like we not just causing hell for no reason and you know like raping women and selling children and trafficking no um so he goes to yep he what did he do they had lunch together he brought her food um and they had sex in the library then he left and he tells her you know when I come to your house tonight, because he had been showing up to her house, because you can hear, like, um, the, is it the engine? Or, like, the sound of the motorbike outside her house, but she never, like, opened the door or anything like that. So he's like, when I come out tonight, you better open the door. So when he comes by, she lifts up the garage so he could park his bike in there. She made him dinner. Um... She took off that man's shoes. Like, they had sex at her house. And the next morning, he leaves. And she'd been spending the last five days drinking more alcohol than nobody called to check on. That's my song. I've been drinking more alcohol for the past five days. Did you check on me? Hey. Now, did you notice me? Hey, hey. Sorry, I have depression. Um, and so we get a flashback of him basically making her feel unwanted. And that's the way she's felt her whole life. So I think he was just looking at it as get back. Like I told you I asked to come back. You didn't come back. And 
So now she feeling like kind of sick without him. So she shows back up to the club and it's like, oh, you did come back. And so they just do this back and forth thing. Cause at some point, well, not at some point, it was cameras in the library. Like, baby, they saw you being uh fucked up against that uh bookshelf. So it's like, why don't you take some time off? And you know, we're gonna revisit this. So now she has time to be a wife. So she goes back to the club and they do this back and forth thing of having having sex, not really talking. Cause you know, he doesn't want to reveal anything about himself to make her look at him as the monster he seems to think that she thinks he is. And so in them having sex, she's like, they're developing feelings for each other. But I'm like, y'all don't really talk to each other. You don't really get to know anything about each other. But it's just like, he's kind of nice to me. He worships my body. So I can dig it. Um, And, he had it like set up in his house. Like she has a brand new closet, filled, beautiful, everything. And like I said, they do this back and forth until at one point he can tell that she's pregnant before she's willing to admit the fact that she's pregnant. Um, so she goes to, I believe, another cousin of hers who's a doctor who takes, who performs the test on her. But before she can find out the results. Like once again, you hear his bike pull up and they find out the results. Then this is where she disappears and only a few people know where she is. So we're going to go back a little bit to where he gets a phone call. Like your shipment is here and is waiting on you. And he's confused. Cause he's like, I ain't got no shipment coming in. Like who, who told you that? And whoever on the line is like the head of the car. Uh, oh, that's what it, okay, real quick. I skipped up. How the fuck could I skip over this? So she was at home, not at home. She was at her grandparents' house. And Rudy and a few of the other members come and like, you know, she belongs to the club, send her out. And her grandparents used to be uh, moonshiners and bootleggers so they're like she ain't going nowhere so when he said she belongs to the club her grandpa like girl what what the fuck you done did and that's when they find out that she's married to angel which is crazy because they spent their whole life basically trying to keep her away from what they used to do and from that type of life so they really kept her shelter like her whole life because of course you know, people love to raise hell their whole life. Then later on in life, they, they saved and they go to church and now they want to do right. Um, What was that? They was Ma and Pa Pete. Pete, that's what they were called. Um, So, you know, he had got to know the family, whatever. And then he gets a call about the shipment. No, what am I doing? Rudy shows up to the house take he basically kidnaps her away from the house and then he goes to angel to challenge him as head of the club because it's like you know basically i got your bitch i you know just cruelly talking like basically i took your bitch i fucked her and now i'm about to take over the club 
of course Angel kills him because it's like you were never gonna do that and where the fuck is my wife at and he like roughed her up a little bit but she says that he did not assault her he didn't do anything to her he basically just kept her um but at first Angel didn't believe her because when he got her back like she was quiet and she wouldn't say nothing like wouldn't let him check her out nothing like that so it was like no some more shit happened what the fuck happened but she says nothing so now let's jump ahead to this shipment and when they get there it's people it's it's kids um more importantly and angel realizes that these people who brought these kids over were working with rudy because rudy had told them that he was about to take over and basically he was the head of the club now and so they were working to separate the children by ages try to get their names their birthdays all that type of stuff but before they killed the guys who brought the kids over one of them has said something about the kids being like spotless or something like that or clean or whatever and that basically means like there's no information on this child so there's nowhere to trace them back to but um fuck i forgot her name but the information gets to easy that you know your husband he's not a good guy like she already knew that but she's like no it's worse than what you think he's selling kids he's trafficking kids and so when she hears that information it's like we got to get you out of there you cannot have no contact with him whatever so she disappears and of course angel is living he's like man where the fuck is my wife what is y'all doing and the sheriff of the town also knows about this like he works with angel he knows some things um they go to this woman and they're like you know what the fuck did you do what did you say and she's like i know all about you and he's like first of all you don't know a fucking thing you got the information all wrong so why you out here trying to save people and send people away you don't even know what the fuck you talking about and so when um her and the sheriff they got some type of dealing he comes in to talk to her and she punches him in his face so he arrests her like girl you arrested for uh assaulting a police officer and she just swear that she's in uh I, I did it wrong so she swears that she's in the right so she do all that and after he handcuffs her that's when they tell her it's like girl you doing all this and you don't even know what the fuck you talking about so it's been seven months easy has been in africa this whole time you know they got her away so angel done kidnapped ma and paul pete they at his place you know um at the club Cause it's like ain't no way in hell y'all just about to be out here lollygagging while my fucking wife is missing so of course you know he finds his wife and he shows up right as she's about to give birth to the baby and she she passes out because she assumes that with him showing up that means he's gonna take the baby and kill her and while she was out the one thing she was praying for because she didn't have a chance to name the baby before she passed out she did not want the baby to be named judah is it judas or judah because that was her father's name and lo and behold that's exactly what angel named the baby 
And so at first she's scared of him until he also has to tell her, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And she gets a phone call from that same lady who told her the information who, cause he didn't tell her. He just said, you know, basically you, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, the lady tells her like, I'm so sorry. She's like, you know, what are you apologizing for? She was like, I was wrong. I got it wrong. They were actually trying to help the kids and they didn't know anything about them being brought over. So that, you know, crushes her whole little spirit. Cause it's like, damn, I should have believed my man or I at least should have talked to him about it. And so she tries to apologize, but he tells her, stop, do not say that to me right now. Cause I'm telling you, I'm not going to accept it which I loved because that was perfect open communication at that point because it's just like I'm I'm not gonna believe it sorry and I can't take it right now because you were willing to believe the worst of me like yeah I kill motherfuckers if they talk to you crazy which he did once or twice and it's like yeah I deal in illegal activities but I do have some morals and kids is where I draw the line I don't sell kids. I don't touch kids. I don't allow anybody else to either. And the fact that you were just so willing to believe that about me, if you tell me sorry right now, I'm not going to believe you. And so she's like, you know, I accept that. Cool. So they leave and go back home. And this is when she realizes, well, I'm not going to say this is when she realized, this is when she finally says it out loud. I love you. And, you know, he's like, I love you too. And this is when she tells him, sorry, like, I should have believed you. I should have came to you. And for that, I'll forever be sorry. And so they kiss and make up. And this is their happily ever after. But like I said, it's really, it's a forced relationship, forced marriage, you know, that resulted in a baby. And because they have to deal with the circumstances of the life that he leads, they're in love. He's in blessings, my beautiful people.